When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. I'm your host Dominic Booth and I'm joined by the usual crowd, Nathan Blake and Paula Bandonato. It's been a while since we've all been together in the studio, but here we are. It has been a while, mate. You know, people taking trips to China and all sorts. Fancy taking holidays in the middle of the season. I know, it's absolutely But nothing has changed. Well, the only thing that's changed is that Cardiff City are even closer to promotion in terms of the games being counted down. Well, yeah, they're missing uh, a word there automatic. (laughs) Well, the promotion campaign rolls on. Um, Today we're going to be talking a little bit about the Barnsley win on Tuesday night. Then have a little look at the various promotion candidates, who we think will fall away and who might challenge. Then some Ask Blakey, and we'll preview Birmingham as well, but only one place to start, Nathan. And a strange sort of win over Barnsley on Tuesday night. Cardiff seemed like they were in cruise control at 2-0. And then a Swansea Loney got a goal, and it was a little bit nervy for a time. And done well with his goal, to be fair. Yeah, the deflection on it, pulled it out of the air and uh, finished it well. Um, played well too actually he did play well but at the end of the day it's just all about the result Um, and now what you'll start to find is uh, players will start to think this automatic winning it is actually possible you know what I mean not going up in second you know I think publicly I think the manager will continue to say you know playoffs playoffs because it relieves any sort of pressure um, from the outside coming in, you know, expectation hasn't been risen, even though we know it has. Uh, but inside the dressing room, I don't think there'll be. I think Neil Warnock would have said it, but now as a player, you start to really taste it, feel it, believe. You know, believe, truly believe, as I always say, that um, you can actually. You know, they could win it by three or four points. You know, it sounded like inconceivable, what, two, three months ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think if you can play... Let's be fair, Barnsley's second-half display was good. Some beautiful one-touch football they played, I thought, at times. Um, and cut through Cardiff. But Cardiff, they've got this knack of digging in and hanging on. Um, especially when they're not playing so well. They just um, found a way, didn't they? Well, and it's always, you know, it's a, it, it, I tell you from experience, you know, 2 nils a nervy scoreline if the opposition get a goal. It is, because you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You don't know whether to try and kick back in the gear and go for it and try and get the third or defend what you've got and hold on to the one goal advantage. So you're stuck in between two different thought patterns and... Uh, that's always dangerous as well because you're not doing one thing or the other then. You're just going through the motion of trying to 
make something happen going forward or stop something from happening. You know, so what would have been going through their minds in, in that second half when obviously yeah, say Barnsley were playing some good stuff laying siege to well, you kind of lose you kind of lose you kind of lose understanding of what's going on because you think to yourself it's 2-1 and everyone kind of looks at each other and you start to think to yourself you start shouting at each other come on you know get you know keep the ball and blah 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 but so saw so Bamba doing exactly that I think okay so, as you might expect yeah but you, you because you, you then think to yourself right refocus you know, get your mind back on the job. But your mind's been on the job. You've just been maybe a bit relaxed. Uh, and like most footballers will tell you, it's very difficult to kick back into gear when the momentum is not with you because you're trying to kick against the opposition who are now, who have stepped probably two, three levels above you and you're trying to climb up, you know, to get close to them. So it's, 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 it's a difficult scenario. So I thought in the end to defend it Dig in. I thought Everidge made some, you know, really important stops. Fantastic, yeah. Um, I thought uh, in the end, I thought it was just a, a typical, you know, two-one backs to the wall last ten minutes defend your goal. Um, they did play some good stuff in the first half. They did. Cardiff, they they did. Some good and football. I thought I thought Junior Hoylet done well. You know, very intelligent. Boy. Tremendous, wasn't he? You know, holding up the ball, running down the clock, things like that. Um, There's a fantastic image of Hoylet surrounded by about four or five defenders all trying to close in on him mm. and he's just got the ball on his own that sort of summed up his night really. Yeah, it always summed up his season really and truly I think Mendes was unfortunate to, with his one which uh, yeah, the pinged the post So, but he would have really needed that I think it could have really you know, kicked him back into gear for the last you know, eight, eight, nine weeks of the season so but all in all, there was a lot of positives to be taken, even though the second half performance wasn't great. But you can't argue because, you know, it's not about looking pretty now. The prettiness will come once the promotion is gained. But from now until, you know... It's not going to be pretty. It's it? not going to be pretty. You might, Listen, I think it'll be pretty in some of the bigger games. I really do. But against Birmingham, Birmingham on Saturday, expect another, you know, scrappy one. What they play after that, Brentford, yeah, I think it is. Week. I think... That'll be a tough, tough ask. And then Derby, I expect Cardiff to really step up against you know one of their promotion rivals. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. It's a, it's a good point on Mendes Lang as well. Could have done with the goal, couldn't he? could have really, yeah. gonna, Paul, can we talk about Marco Gruic? I'm going to call him Gruic, despite several different pronunciations of his name. Um, he split opinion a bit last night. I thought, personally, he was quite wasteful. Took his goal well. Uh, but then Cardiff seemed to play quite poorly when he came off. Um, after picking up a yellow card, Warnock said he, he didn't want to risk him. And Carter seemed to, to go backwards. What did you think of him last night? I thought he was excellent. Well, not excellent, that's an exaggeration. I thought he offered what he does, which is presence, control of the midfield. Um, I thought Bryson was completely anonymous last night, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I thought Blakey's mate, Kadeem Harris, after a very bright beginning didn't set the world alight either. Do we forgive Bryson so, Harris that for, for being out injured for so long? Possibly, but mm. but but what it's demonstrated to me is that Cardiff do need more forcefulness in the midfield. Um, I think Gruwich. I thought Gruwich was really growing into the game, Don, to be honest with you. He's just scored his goal as well, and I think that was about to be... Blake has just mentioned Mendes Lang lift-off. I think it would have been lift-off for Gruwich, but Warnock... 
had apparently been told that he, the referee had warned he was close to a red card, and so it was a sense of thing. But then it was a hammer blow for Cardiff because within five minutes they lost Callum Patterson as well. So arguably they lost their two two of their best players on the night, if not their two best players. Patterson certainly was, uh, was um, And um, they were absolutely. I remember Blakey will will, will verify this, but I remember a, a manager telling me once: if your midfield is overrun, you've got no chance yeah, in the game. No chance and, in the game. Absolutely. And, in that last half hour with Bryson Damore and Halford there, Halford was taking a battering as well. Um, I just thought there was no presence there. They weren't able to keep hold of the ball and they were completely overrun. And this is Bryson really had to step up at that moment, and I don't think he did. And I think when I don't those, think when he's those a two went that sort of thing no, as well, Paul, would you agree with that? I would, but those two, Gruwich was, you know. Should should Warnock have gambled and left Gruwich on? Well, you know, if spots are maybe as Blake and say, Blakey says, it was only about the win at the end. But what I would say is he's also mentioned pretty football there. What last night demonstrated, or what, what Tuesday night demonstrates to me, Nath, was that there's 12 matches to go and this is going to be a slow oh. slugfest for Cardiff. Isn't it? It's right. I don't think it will be as much for Fulham and Bill. I know the pressure will be on them of Wolves, but they've got more panache to their game and creativity. Yeah, I think Cardiff it... will have to dig in and win games by the odd goal, won't they, like last night? Yeah, or I, I think it'll be the same for everybody, Paul. Do this you? Is, it, this is, this, I always say this is the business end now. Yeah. You know, 12 games to go, business end of the season. Yeah. You know, I would say out of the top six, Villa are probably under the most pressure because expectation is above and beyond. Do you know what I mean? Because they are a, a massive, massive Premier League outfit, really and truly. You know, it's only the last four, five seasons, six seasons maybe, where there's been a continual decline. But they're a huge club, you know. So expectation from their fans, you know, this is their second season. They expect to be in the Premier League it's as simple as that Wolves expectation there is huge you know I remember listening to a, a radio show and uh, Wolves fans were getting the um when um, someone on the programme was saying that they didn't think that Wolves would finish above the top three and they were saying yeah, but we're the Premier League with this and with that and they, well you know you see it now what's happening to Wolves you know that that over the Christmas period, in my opinion, is taking out their players and they're, they're starting to have a, a, a real dip. Fulham, I think you have to watch. You know, I said last week, I think it might be between us and Fulham in the end because what we can do is grind and over the next six games until the top two is determined and then you'll battle out for who's the number one, I think, in a goal. I think it'll be next six, maybe, well, eight games will determine the top two. Right, but once you've got promotion, the pressure's off. So going back to Cardiff, because um, I know we're going to discuss the um, the promotion shake-up in a moment. But going back to Cardiff, um, I don't think we're going to see any pretty football, are we? I mean, you're right. It may it may actually come against Derby and Wolves where yeah. it's not as expected so much, perhaps. Yeah. But no, I, I think, disagree, Paul. I, I think, think they'll it... spoil it against Derby and Wolves, especially Wolves at home. I think they'll mm. say. They did, they did that in Molyneux early in the season. They said, we're going to be really solid. We're going to be re- play our quickest players up front, probably Mendes, Lang, Hoyle, and yeah. all. And we'll say, 
we'll get get it out to them. We'll sit deep and we'll let you come on to us and we'll pick yeah. you off. I, no, I I don't disagree with that. I think, but I think the fans will accept that and expect it if if you if you see what I mean. But against the fans the, will love it against a Barnsley or a Birmingham or a Burton who are also. I think that's where they'll, I think that's the games you'll get your one nil or two wins. Yeah, yeah. But I think against the likes of of your derbies, uh, your Villas, your Wolves, uh, I can see three ones. Three nils, I can see it. I can just see them almost getting through the Barnsleys and the Burtons, getting through the game. And really, I kind of disagree with both of you. I think they'll step yeah. up against the Derbies. I okay. think you're. I think when you can get through a game not playing your best, then you know I'm not. I'm I'm at it, but I'm not at it like I'm going to be at it against them because them. They're the first ones of our major challenges. It's kind of like through through the season, start of the season, they both started well, Wolves, Cardiff, and then there was that Royal Rumble up at the Molyneux, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which yeah. You, which Cardiff you, you predicted. Yeah, I, Cardiff I, I, went. I, mean, I, I remember the boot room at the time, and you said, you know, what I think Wolves were rampaging at the they time. They were. I remember you saying sometimes you come up against a team that stands up to you, absolutely. you can't bully, yeah. and you meet your comeuppance, and Cardiff did that at uh, Molly. Absolutely, didn't they? I and I think that's, that's the approach. You're not going to see Cardiff playing one touch, two touch through the line football, yeah, right? But they will play some nice stuff in certain areas because of the quality of the likes of Mendes Lang, of Hoylett, of Zahor. They have got quality when they're on the ball. They can do those special little things. Yeah. So you will see special, maybe, patterns in games or moments in games. But Cardiff don't play what I would say is a, a beautiful brand of football. No, but they play a get-the-job-done Yeah, of. But it will be... It will be a lot going back to the central point I think it will be a lot of what we saw against Barnes it'll be tense it'll be finger oh yeah fighting. yeah I don't yeah. think Cardiff are going to blow teams away 3-0 the way Fulham did it's I'm about sure nerve now Paul it's about holding your nerve like I've said to you you know I've, I've been in the situation you know I won like four or five promotions in my career and it was at at Wolves we got promoted but the season before we have blown up about this stage of the season yeah. Right. We blew up, and there was a lot of infighting within the dressing room. Outside, the fans don't hear. All they see is, well, it don't look like you're trying. You're trying. Yeah. But there's no cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to play with this player. That doesn't apply to Cardiff. And this player doesn't want to be playing alongside that player midfield. They don't get on at all. Do you know what I mean? So. If Paul goes into a tackle and has a bit of a rumble, Dominic isn't coming behind and looking after Paul because yeah. he doesn't like Paul. Yeah. So it, it started to eat away from within. Just be clear that is an analogy. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, there's not that with Cardiff, though, is there? There's a real no, no, there's a togetherness. There's, yeah. there's, there's actually, I'm actually surprised at the level of togetherness for the amount of rotation there's been. Right. Huge unity. It because seems. I want to play every week. Yeah. So keeping me happy, yeah. knowing that I play three or four games and then I'm out, that's some feat, mate. I'll that's tell just you, you Blakey being greedy. You know, it, it is, it is. I think that's summed up when you look at, listen, I think Conley was getting a bit, given a bit of a going over by McBurney, but crikey, he's done okay by and large since he's come in. Halford's done really well mm. as a so-called bit part player when he's come in. Mm. Well, I was going to say, uh, does a lot of this, how Cardiff will step up in these bigger games, does a lot of it depend on who's fit, who's injured, I mean, no Joe Rowles last night, and 
I go on about him, but I think he was missed. I don't think Bryson did the job that Rouse can do. No, I think it. I think he it, didn't. You're right. I think it depends a lot on the manager. I think you you can underestimate sometimes what leadership is all about. You know, if you if my leader has confidence in me, and I'm one of the troops, and I'm going into battle for myself, my club, my teammates, and my manager. You know, you'd be surprised what you can get out of a player who you might think is just running the mill. You know, you've got your superstars, you've got your hoylets. Can that happen consistently? You've got your whores. Well, it's happened consistently all season, really. Yeah, but apart all these from, players apart haven't from got... a four-game blip, you can't look at our squad and go, they're all top-notch players. No, but will Feeney and Halford be able to do it if they get, say, a four-five game run? Well, they've done the it in recent games, haven't they? Yeah, but Feeney has come from a period where I thought he doesn't look happy, that kid, mm. to now all of a sudden clicking in. So maybe it's taken him a little longer to settle into the squad, the boys. Maybe now he feels part of this promotion push. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it, it's, it, it's difficult to read everything from just a Saturday. You know, mm. you have to understand that different personalities, if you're quite a shy personality, which you're not, Tom. But say you were, and you come into work at the Echo for the first time, it might take you three to six months to integrate, mm. really. No one same, goes out together, before, blah, blah, blah. So you don't get to know each other. You just work and you go home, work and go home. Then one night, Paul throws a party. You go along. You realise you've got a lot in common with Paul. Oh, you like golf. Paul likes golf. All of a sudden you start. And then you feel part and parcel of the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Part of the of the squad sort of thing. So eighteen months here, I'm still waiting for that invite to Paul's party. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the debate, shall we? Let's move on to the debate. Yeah, we're gonna be discussing blow by blow, team by team, the promotion race and how it's gonna shape up for the rest of the season. Subscribe to the boot room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Right, I've got here written down Fulham, Derby, Villa, Wolves, Cardiff. Do either of you see anybody else gate crashing the automatic promotion race? No. Any shouts for a Middlesbrough I'll, or Bristol City? No, I'll start and I think you can rule out, well not totally rule out, but I would now begin to rule out Derby as well. I yeah, think, what's I th- happened to Derby? Well, I think it's become a four horse race for two and I emphasise <laughs> the words two positions now. Blakey's been telling us for ages that that uh, walls were dip on February the third. We thought it was Dom. One. Dom's been looking at some research of this today. On February the third, the gap between walls and Cardiff. February the third now, the gap between walls and Cardiff was sixteen points. That's just a month ago. I it's right. down. It's down a month on. It's down to three, with walls having a couple of tough away games as we as we speak on the podcast against Leeds on the Wednesday night. Yeah. Which they may well win 4 0, yeah. but they may lose. Uh-huh. And then Aston Villa away on Saturday tea time when something will have to give. Yeah. I think Derby are out of the equation now. From the day that Fulham came, Boxing Day, when they came to Cardiff City Stadium and battered, battered the Bluebirds 4 2, and that was 4 2 going on 7 2. I remember saying, How the hell is this team? I think they were 13th at the time. I was thinking, Leave aside the top six. How the hell is this team not top of the table? Yeah, yeah. They are such a good side. They play some super um, football. 
and they've since they stuttered a bit after that actually, but they've since put together a run. What is it? About seven wins on the trot, eight, or nine yeah, in ten? I don't think they've lost and in thirteen. No, but they're not just not losing; they're actually they're winning. winning. Yeah. They're winning yeah. non-stop, yeah. and they've suddenly rampaged and they've closed the gap right up. They're five points behind Cardiff, who, to be fair, have a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Cardiff v Fulham? If it is a battle, let's say it's a battle between those two for a second. I said last week. Which I, think, I think it could be those two who go up. I think it'd be one of those two and Wolves, personally. That's that's how I see it. Mate, when you crash, when you listen psychologically, when you have a 16 point gap, February 3rd, as Paul just said, and by, let's say, mid March, you're a point behind. Psychologically, it's. Listen, it takes. More than I can imagine, then to come back from that and go on and win it again. I would, I would take my hat and everything off to Wolves if they held firm. Get to the point now where Cardiff and someone else get above them, Villa or Fulham get above them over the next four or five games, and then going into the last six or seven games, they come back with a, a winning streak, win six games on the bounce, go above Cardiff and say, go above. Fulham or go above Villa and end up winning it. So I th- I think once they're caught and they're in the mix, it the pressure of the fans, you don't understand, mate. When it's out there on a Saturday, it's not what we discuss in here. Like I said, some people are shy, some people are, you know, all of a sudden, you know, under pressure, their personality changes. They can't handle, you know, the fans having a go. They come in half time complaining about the fans having a go at me because I gave the ball away and then someone else is trying to calm that person down and then the manager's trying to settle everyone down. It, and yet Blakey they've, they've dealt with it quite well to this well up until be, the last few weeks yeah they dealt well and they were leading they didn't look like they were going to drop points so they've not become a bad team is it just the the mentality is, is has been affected by this run absolutely and like I said the, the I think I'm not sure what year it was to 2002 I think it was we blew up but as Wolves yeah, yeah as Wolves that those players now would never have even known about it over the last two weeks I guarantee you that story has started to resonate amongst the crowd amongst the press <laughs> I read a Anna uh, would have got into the players now I read I a piece uh, from the Wolves Express and Star last week and I think the main title was uh, Don't Panic Wolves Fans and reading down, it just it just spelled panic to me. <laughs> it just it just said they are panicking. Yeah. And if they lose against Leeds on Wednesday night, which is very possible, yeah. Do you see them dropping down to fourth, fifth? I mean, can, could could that even happen? Yeah, I mean, the unthinkable. Yeah, yeah, season. yeah. No, no, it's not unthinkable. It, it's 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 it's. I would say if it, it's more likely than them coming back the last six or seven games and, and finishing to win it. I think once they're in the pile. They'll go. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll, they may pick up the draw and the win uh, and the loss, but that that um, invincibility is, is gone. No one's fearing you anymore. We 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 actually we're gonna now take advantage of the fact that you're low on confidence. So if you've got to play Burton or Birmingham or something like that, those kind of teams will fight for survival. They're the last people you want to be coming against. And all the pressures on you to win the it, game it, and may, you haven't won the, for a the, while. The, 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 Hence why Neil Warnock likes the underdog tag. Mm. He keeps doing it as because well. Because I always say it's okay being the underdog, but at some point 
you've got to become adverse in being the man or being the team and saying, no, I'm the favourite for this reason and I'm going to show you why I'm the favourite because I'm very good at this or I'm very good at but you can't run away. It's, it's, it's one of the, uh, the criticisms I labelled at Dave Jones when we were at Wolves. He wanted us to continue to be the underdog. And I was saying, there comes a point... You have to take it on your own shoulders and, and drive forward with it's, it. It's the story of my life. There comes a point where you have to say, I'm happy to be the leader, the main man, the responsible one, the one who's going to take the team forward or we're going to take this club forward as a team you, you can't always be he done it a lot when he came to Cardiff Dave with the Swansea Cardiff Derby he always wanted to be the underdog you know let them out no you have to stand up put your chest out and say Capital City we're number one mate well maybe next season who knows uh, on the uh, South Wales Derby front what about Fulham um, Paul I think if Cardiff and Fulham were to go up together it would it be a sort of Burnley and Bournemouth story where one team plays the expansive attractive football the other team plays efficient physical stuff and it shows that there's two different ways to, to get out of this division yeah and I was with Neil Warnock last week and he actually made the analogy between himself and Sean Dyche and yeah, Burnley he said did, that he yeah. speaks to Sean Dyche a lot and his words were that if you're organised you, you work your socks off it's amazing what you can achieve amazing is the word he used with a little bit of exaggeration and he, he gives Burnley as the example of that. And you could argue that Burnley are more... Well, certainly this season, they're more successful than, um, than Bournemouth, aren't they? Mm. Bournemouth are a beautiful team to watch under Eddie Howe. Fulham are a beautiful team to watch. Um, I'd still rather watch Bournemouth than Burnley. Yeah, that's what Even I'm if Burnley are that's what I'm saying. Bournemouth are 15th. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bournemouth are a beautiful team mm. to watch. Um, I don't so think people, there's many teams you'd rather watch than Fulham people in the division either. outside South Wales would prefer to watch... A Fulham than a Cardiff, if you like, but mm. it's there is still you know you thought with with the demise of people like Pulis and Allardyce and Mark Hughes, those sorts of managers, that the that type of more in your faces football was losing its way in the Premier League a little bit. Well, but, look at West Brom without Pulis, they're yeah, struggling. But, but but you know Deitch and his Burnley team are proof that no, you know, there's always a place for that in football. You know, yeah, but they have uh, they have. I think in fairness to Burnley, they have. They are a million miles from where they were when they started in the Premier League. Yeah, they play so much better football. Yeah, they'll actually they go and talk the total team football in, but what they don't do, in my opinion, is they don't try and play out from the back, no matter what. I think that is yeah. where a lot of teams fall down. A lot of managers fall down. A lot of coaches fall down. Yeah. Where they insist on my yeah. keeper rolling out to yeah. my centre back. It's probably I'm only saying, three teams in the country you know can do it. No, do you know what? Against, don't against, do it. Blakey, against Barnsley early on after 15 minutes Neil Lethridge had the ball and he actually rolled it forward about 15 yards to Callum Neil Patterson well I don't know but I tell you what I looked I thought I, I, I don't see that from Cardiff it struck me as an absolute oddity you don't see it from Cardiff yeah. you saw it with Barnsley all the time yeah. um, it's not a Cardiff thing Cardiff you know even when they've got a throw in deep inside their own half Morrison will take it and try and gain Cardiff are actually trying to get yardage going up the line at the yeah, moment, yeah. even a bit like a rugby yeah. team. Um, well, I don't know if you discussed that Millwall game a, a few weeks ago before I went away. That was an absolute 
rugby match really the, the physical yeah. nature of the game both teams trying go, to do that yardage thing yeah. along the touchline go, going back to the point you're making it's not just about Fulham or Cardiff there's a real contrast in styles with all four of these teams yeah, absolutely. Isn't there? absolutely there's Cardiff we've discussed this style there's Fulham which is far more ticky tacker for want of a better phrase there's Villa who, who are probably a little bit between both. the two they've mm-hmm. got Brazilians and there's um, Wolves who've got you could argue Wolves have got you know Neves and people like that. You know they've got some of the best players in the division, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, played, I think Kane is the best player in the division. And they've got they got they got some people who can bite as well. So, so there's Bolly so at the back. Yeah, Bolly's yeah, an excellent yeah, player. Field, but there's yeah. some excellent. You know, but we talk about. I mean, people talk about. You know, Bolly. Bolly is this wonderful centre back. But do you know what? And he, he's excellent. But then when you think about it, just because you watch them week in week out, is he really better than? Bamba, no. Manga, and Morrison. I, I, guess, I, I wouldn't say Bolly. So, so no. maybe, maybe we take the centre backs at Cardiff for granted. And this is Cardiff. I don't. I'm okay. telling you now. But this is Cardiff's strength. Cardiff. Solve for president. Cardiff's strength is their defence and their organisation. Yeah. These other teams like Fulham have got far more of a cutting edge in terms of creativity. They can pass teams to death. Yeah. Um, Villa have got a bit of the two um, in terms of they've got the experience of John Terry. But but, but we have Paul. I mean, you know, I have said. Not I have said the no. They haven't okay. got the creativity. I think that's where Cardiff lack is the creativity side. Yeah. In centre midfield. Yeah. Although Gruich is. Yeah. Got a bit about him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I wouldn't label him with that. So I my complaint has been the final third. Sometimes I think Cardiff can do a bit more one touch intricacy around yeah. the box right but we've all seen Cardiff you know ball from left back you know broken down in left back position you know Bennett up to um, Zahor Zahor take it on his chest lay it down to uh, Rouse Rouse out to uh, Hoylet Hoylet down cross the ball finish we've seen it so it can happen. You First know. goal against Barnsley was, was decent when uh, yeah, so Boyle took it across. It happened. I think Cardiff, I think we do, we're doing them a bit of injustice when we say they're just like a big physical... Oh, they got. I mean, Hoylet, you know, he'll, he's produced moments of absolute inspiration yeah. this season. You know, Mendes Lang has, Kenneth Zoho has, you know, you've seen Damore do some very good stuff. You've seen Rowles do some very good stuff. You know, you, you, uh, Bennett at times, you know, Patterson. So, I mean, what the difference is with Cardiff is what you know is that physicality isn't going away. And I yeah. think part of it is because they are physical and because Neil Warnock has got labelled as being yeah. a long ball tactician. Yeah. But I think we've seen some really good moments this season and some really good games and and that's why I have no fear about going up against the Villas and the Derbies because you know in the other fixtures against the Leeds Uniteds the, the Wolverhampton Wanderers we haven't been found wanting we've yeah. actually stepped up and made them look pretty ordinary because we've been so much more physically stronger and technically brilliant yeah you know so I, I think I think that that's the beauty of it for me with Cardiff you know, going into the going into certain games, I don't worry because they're battle hardened. Yeah. And then going into the bigger games, I think right, this is where they go up, Cardiff. 
Mm. Surprise a few people. Yeah, they go up a level. Yeah. It was interesting Warnock's comments after both the um, Millwall and Barnsley games uh, fairly recently. He's, I think he said something along the lines of, "If you think we're physical, then what are they?" You yeah. know, I think Barnsley gave as good as they got yeah. on, on Tuesday night, and yeah. Cardiff, like we always say, matched it and mm-hmm. dealt with it. As as is their uh, yeah, and I the would, case. I would actually argue Cardiff weren't physical enough in the midfield against Barnsley. To be honest with you, yeah, and certainly um, lack the, lack the loop, control. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. like the control. But I mean, you know, there, there is a there is an intriguing look at these teams. I, it's hard to say which two. The great thing for me is there's four teams there. The great thing for me now is that I think it's becoming there's two places available rather than one. Mm. In other words, Wolves run away with it, or we're all battling for second place. Blah blah blah. But that's that's changed now. Suddenly, it it's four to go into two. Isn't it? You know, um, the dynamics have changed. Makes it more um, interesting for the uh, yeah. For the neutral. Um, physically, I don't think Wolves will be. I don't think they can. That, that's always been my worry for them. Physically, having so many overseas players, physically, you know, where your body is used to taking a break, when it doesn't have that break over the Christmas period, it's not then. The tiredness kicks in. It oh, he is, doesn't fancy wolves, does he? Is, well. No, no. I, I, I worry for him. Yeah. You know, it's one of my old teams. You know, I'd, I'd love to see them. And so you, you would, like, you would like those two, wouldn't you? Oh, some yeah. 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 Of course, I would. Then I'd love to see Bolton go up a few more places too, <laughs> and Sheffield United in the playoffs. God, I would, I would love that. Do you know what I mean? Leeds, yeah. I played a couple of games for them. But you know, realistically, I'm being no, realistic. We don't want to see Leeds. No, I'm being realistic now, and I think you know, Cardiff, you know, Wolves. Yeah, I'd love to see those two go up automatic. Yeah. Okay, we'll go quickly round the table to end this section. Who, which two teams oh. are going up automatically? <laughs> Fulham and Cardiff. I'll stick with my two from last week. Well, why did you say that then? Fulham were coming like a steam chain, Paul. I said yeah. last week, didn't I, Dom? That momentum's huge. They, isn't it? They're just. They, they, what they done to Cardiff isn't easy. No. Right? No. And they made Cardiff look... Up until Sheffield Wednesday, I hadn't seen it. And who else was it? Someone else dominated Cardiff. QPR at Loftus Road. No, no, no. no. He, he didn't dominate us. Oh, Man City, which was yeah. the obvious. Yeah. Right? I hadn't seen expected, anyone like dominate us. But Fulham... Dominated. Uh, the Sheffield Wednesday didn't win the game, did they? No, Fulham it was one, one. Yeah, Fulham and Man City dominated. And dominated won. Yeah. and won the game. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, that's pretty ominous, them doing what they're doing. They seem to be doing it. And then I've watched them, and they're doing it to, it doesn't matter whether it's a Burton or a Wolves. They're just... Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday night. They're just slicing and dicing through. them up and going on to the next game, and they've yeah. got some wonderful players. Yeah. And it's not... I've watched, a, I watched their game... Uh, it was televised last week, I think. They were just so comfortable. Yeah. So, and that was before, you know, I said last week, before the Wolves-Fulham game, I think it could be Cardiff and Fulham, the way they're coming. Uh, and I'll, I'll stick to that. I think it'll be Cardiff and Wolves. Uh, Cardiff and Fulham. Oh. Though I would like it to be Cardiff and Wolves. Your head, yeah. head is ruling your heart on this one. Mm. Paul? Do you know what? I find it almost impossible to call. Go on, Paul. Uh, Villa, you've said all year. Uh, are, you gonna, are you going to stick with that one? <laughs> no pressure. We're putting you on the spot here, but that's uh, that's what the podcast's about. Crikey. Pop. Bear in mind that whatever you do say, I'm going to record and keep the May and then play it I again. Know. I know, but on, on a podcast like this, on Blakey's show, 
whatever my head's telling me. I can't not say Cardiff, can I? So, well, you um, can if you want. I mean, no one's going to. Prediction. Cardiff may well go for the playoffs, or we know. Do you know what? It could really be any two of the four. Um, I've said all along if Cardiff can just stay in, in the mix and have to go to Villa Park and win that game, we can't ask for much more than that. But we have asked for more than that because they've now gone on this run that has sent them rampaging clear of Villa, you know? So they could go to Villa Park. Without Sean Morrison. And at the moment, afford they could they could afford to lose at Villa Park even and still be a bad Absolutely, they could afford to um, lose that. This is all great. Paul, I think, all right. <laughs> Villa and Cardiff. I think Villa have got the squad strength in depth. And I just think Cardiff have got the knack, as Blakey said, of playing football and getting the job done. Yeah. And I think that if Cardiff can just get through this little period now up to... So they've got three really intensive games coming. They've got an entire team of outfield players injured, as we know. And I do mean an entire team. Ten of them are injured, including a midfield trio of Gunnarsson, Rawls and Patterson, which is not bad. Mm. Um, but if they trio. can just, by mix and matching, patching up, if they can get through this next week, which is... Um, Birmingham, Brentford and Derby with a reasonable points return. I'm not saying nine points, a reasonable points return. Then there's the break, the international break, when Wales go to China for the China Cup. And patch up about four or five players, get them or, back. No, more than them, Nathan. Yeah. And, and, then, and then come, the then March the 30th kicks, kicks in a eight-game final run-in, if you like, yeah. when you could have your full squad back, yeah. including Aaron Gunnison, who yeah. you particularly love, Blakey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that'd be like having a new multi-million pound signing all of a sudden. I'm just thinking if I'd Cardiff... I'd love to see him come back now. I think the next three games are the pivotal ones for Cardiff, because if they can just stay ahead of, ahead of the others during that period, I think that this... What I've always feared is that the squad strength of Aston Villa, when injuries and suspensions bite, would prevail for them. But I think it's got to the stage now where if Cardiff can just approach the last eight games with close on a full squad, which which they could do, I think they might just stay there. And I think it'll be them and Villa. Because you'll start to gain confidence, mind. That's what I'm saying at the start. You start to look now and think, we've got a great chance of winning this. We actually could win it. We were saying back in November, December, Wolves, them go, let's just, let's just chase that second spot, see what happens come March, April. Now, you've drawn them in. It's like, it, you can have a championship medal, winner's medal. What about you, Tom? You see, I... Did, yeah, I he's on the fence <laughs> still, Paul. He wasn't expecting you, you to I return. I thought you might not ask me. I've been <laughs> saying all season, I think Cardiff will get in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's only... This last run, which has made me maybe alter that opinion. And me to a degree. And me yeah, to a degree. But I said, I said at the start of the season... I've been the only one then who's had the confidence to see automatic all yeah, the season. I think you have. Yeah. I said at the start of the season, yeah. the two that I thought would go up automatically would be Fulham and Borough. And mm. I thought Cardiff would go up via the playoffs. And I, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. Mm. Obviously, Borough out of the picture now. Wolves have, have proven everyone that they, that, the they, that they can do it. Not I, quite out of the picture... Uh, Borough or I don't Derby. think they'll go up automatically though no I don't I don't think so but strange yeah. things happen so, there you so. go I think uh, Wolves and Fulham Wolves and did you Fulham. think Cardiff, I was crazy to go up for the playoffs did you think Cardiff would get within three points of Wolves at 35 games absolutely not absolutely <sighs> strange not strange things happen in football though they do they do strange things happen I, I mean I always say when you're in Middlesbrough and Derby's position what you're now asking is Fulham, Villa, Cardiff, Wolves, all to go on similar happen. run. No, two of them 
might go on a bit of a dicky spell, but two of them will, you know, draw, win three, draw one, lose one sort of thing. They will be very, very consistent. Well, I disagree with you about Wolves. I think they might rally. I think, think they've got the quality to rally. So? I think Wolves and Fulham and Cardiff to go up for the playoffs. Okay, let's see. I hope I don't get hammered on social media. Yeah. Do you want a tenner on it? We'll, t- we'll talk after the podcast. <laughs> Right, we'll um, have a little break and then we'll have some Ask Blakey. Thanks for uh, those fantastic predictions. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. Right, Nick on Twitter asks Blakey, why have Cardiff Hi, Nicholas. Had... Sorry. He says, why have Cardiff had so many injuries? Is it down to bad luck or mismanagement? <laughs> or is it something completely different? No, you can't put it down to mismanagement. <laughs> His words, not mine. Uh, yeah, um, I would think what Nick is alluding to when he says mismanagement is down to the training, you know, uh, physical demands. But I believe they've got quite a good balance in. I've spoken to one or two players and I've spoken to one or two staff members. They've got a decent balance in their training so I wouldn't put it down to mismanagement you know sometimes you know it, it kind of you get a couple of injuries the manager the players start saying oh no like injuries then all of a sudden it kind of becomes self-fulfilling about three or four or five you know you, it's like you've seen it at other clubs where you know entire teams are injured you know they're ca- having to carry and bring in kids from from uh, you know the twenty threes and stuff like that, so I wouldn't say it was mismanagement. I would just say it's it's actually part and parcel of uh, a British full season. You know, to go through a season without at any point after the end of October, I say maybe mid November, to go through the rest of the season without you know five or six minimum in your squad being injured is rare I would say it's it's you know Cardiff are just unfortunate that they've had two or three very long term injuries and then they've got you know players who have gone got injured for a month or two and then gone come back in yeah maybe gone back out with a, a another niggly injury for a week or two and it's it's just it's just it's just happens that way sometimes don't you know it's not it's not anyone's fault. It's just, you know, 46 games in a championship season and then you've got to get up for games like Manchester City. You've got to get up for games like Mansfield Town. You've got to get up for, you know what I mean? You run on the mill yeah, Tuesday night, Tuesday, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. You've got I was going to say, know, the schedule probably plays a big part. Yeah, it? you know, it, it, it's, it's, just, it, it, it's the same schedule every year. It's British football, you know. I remember at the end of the season, by... May, you know, you'd have a bruised thumb. People go, bruised thumb? Where are you grabbing and fighting? That'll be bruised where you'd have it strapped, you know. Your neck, maybe, where you headed the ball or something like that. Your knee would be sore, you know. Your hip would be sore. You know, your Achilles would be tight or sore. You know, you don't, by the time the end of the season comes, your body is wrecked. You know, speak to most footballers now and ask them at 45, 50, is it worth it? They'll all say, yeah. It is, but physically, my body is is you know ready for the yard. Ready for uh, ready yeah, for a nice long yeah. rest. So it's it's just it's just one of those things. I think the, the most important thing is, do you get players back off injury? Within you know, if it's a, if it's an Achilles 
on a thirty prob five strain, and the, the the allotted time is usually around about six weeks. The worry would be if they're coming back like nine, ten weeks, and then breaking down straight away again. You know, if they're coming back around that time, and then continuing on with the season. Yeah, I think that was the problem with our, our pal Gunnarsson they tried to rush him back and then he went on international duty it never duty. works mate never and works no it's not only Cardiff having an injury crisis Sheff- Sheffield Wednesday got something like 12-14 players out injured at the moment so there you go it's not uncommon Sheffield United have had it yeah um, so it's just like I say it's, part, it's why you have a, a big squat, squad with a lot of depth because yeah. you need it while we're on the subject of injuries uh, Martin Sepp on email says um Will Warnock now make the training a lot lighter for the rest of the season? Uh, focus on games rather than anything you else? You do, you do. It, it wouldn't surprise me if that has been the tactic since just after Christmas. You know, you, you like I said, as, as you start to get your, your fitness, you can't increase your fitness after after November, December. You know, you, you can put stuff in but you can't increase it you can, you can maybe put in uh, say you had a two week situation over Chris, over January where you had snow you could put in maybe a week's heavy training which you know is going to kill you for the next week but you've not got a game but by March it's going to stand you in good stead your fitness level is going to be very high but to do that when there aren't two week breaks for snow or wherever is very difficult to manage because you can't manage the weather. So what you tend to do is after Christmas, because the Christmas period is so hectic and so heavy on the legs, you do start to tone down training. So you go, you play on a Saturday, you maybe come in for a warm down and rub down on a Sunday, and you may go through some tactical stuff on a Monday, but very light, might be a quick hour, play on a Tuesday night, same warm down Wednesday, stretch and what have you, tactical stuff on a Thursday five-a-side fun on a Friday and then back to the game on Saturday so it you know two three games a week really Saturday Tuesday Saturday it's hard work and then when you've got Saturday Saturday that gives you enables you time then to do a bit more in-depth work on things that maybe haven't been going so well defensively or things we see we can improve in attack or you know our midfield you know we're going to play a different pressing game so we can work on that because you've got Sunday rest warm down then you've got Monday to Thursday really to do all that tactical work and then Friday's always your easy fun five aside leave you wanting more sort of thing great insight into uh, into top training the whole the whole thing has been an insight can't today. fault that you know the, the stuff about the players bodies the mindset of a player when the team dips is compelling insight mm. I think We'll get more of that in our predictions then in the the Mm. final part of the podcast. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Well, we've already done our predictions for promotion, but what about this weekend? As a familiar face in South Wales, Gary Monk comes to Cardiff, new manager of Birmingham. Probably not going to be the most popular figure at Cardiff City Stadium as Ollie McBurney wasn't on Tuesday night but I've kind of got to beware the new manager bounce here no. Paul or Blakey no they're in a bad way Birmingham and they have been for a long time they're in a bad way because their fans are not happy 
So since the sacking of Guy Rowett. Yeah. It's just been a total downward spin. And, you know, the fans of Birmingham, Zulu fans, they're a proper, proper club. They're proper, proper fans. And just like Cardiff went through the experience, when your club's being mismanaged, you can blame managers all you like. But you took the original decision and made a, a real boo-boo, in my opinion. And... Uh, no, I don't think it's... I can't see Birmingham coming here and lifting because Gary Monk's now in charge. I just don't see it. It's not as simple as that for you. Nah, 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 nah. Because whether Monk's in charge, God could be in charge. It's not going to give you confidence what God might be able to do. That's <laughs> the about, only person who probably The only person who could. You know, he, 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 you're playing bad because you're playing bad. You're in a bad run of form. You're not playing well. So you don't all of a sudden come to the champions elect and you know I got full of confidence and uh, oh, they're going to creep into this game hoping to keep they'll be they, okay so the record will go like this in the dressing room before the game the manager will be saying keep them quiet for 20 minutes don't let the crowd get up don't let because if this bunch get up behind this team you know they're flying at the moment you've got to try and keep it as nil nil for as long as possible which means I'm going into the game thinking defensive more than attack mm. right so straight away Cardiff have got a bit of an edge there over their opponent because Cardiff are going to be thinking we want to put this game to bed as quickly as possible so they're going out thinking attack 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 right so I can't see Birmingham come in and doing anything special listen it might be a scrappy game they might be able to drag Cardiff into sort of a dogfight situation but I think if Cardiff score, once they score, and especially if they score first, I think it's uh, it's it's over. Blakey confident, Paul. Are you as confident? What, what are you going for then, Nick? On Saturday, um, because there'll be a bit in their legs after Tuesday night, because they, they did take a bit of a shellac in second half. They had a bit of a run round, to be fair, and they had a dig deep. Yeah. I would go, it won't be a mad scoreline, Paul, but I would go 2-0. 1-0, 2-0, but it'll be 60-70% possession, yeah. I think, in Cardiff's favour. And That would be a rarity for this it, season. It would be, it'll be more, it could have been 3 or 4, but it was 1 or 2. So I got a horrible feeling about this game. I, I, oh, no, I, I've I'm, got the opposite, I think. I feel my light. I think I, I'm on Blakey with this I one, can, I think. I can, it might be easy. I can see a... They, they. I'll tell I you now. They're still upset. Their players. Yeah. I don't know Cockrell. Yeah. What I do know is that it's not loved by a lot of people in the game, right? And I know there's all sorts of turmoil with Harry Cockrell, yeah. Zola. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, as a player, there's nothing worse than seeing rotation of managers because all of yeah. a sudden there's three different squads in one squad, right? So it doesn't matter who comes in next. In fact, what it does, it just cements my thought process that these owners haven't got a clue what they're doing because they've been the cause of our downfall. So I can't see Birmingham players thinking this is a massive rivalry game. If it was Villa, you know, you can understand because there's a big pride thing involved. But coming down to Cardiff, Cardiff get the first goal 
game's done. I agree with that, but it's getting that goal, and that's why part of me sees a nil-nil, mm. that I'm going to veer towards a 1-0 Cardiff. Mm. What I would say about Monk is that um, I think he's vastly overrated as a manager. He's not that right? influential. you got to remember, though, Nate, he was being tight for the England job a year or so ago. Or two that's England that, all over, right? though, isn't it? No, but, that's but that, he was. That's he was. football at the moment. Five-minute success gets you a move these he days. He does have this knack of getting good results early doors he did it with Swansea he mm. did it with Leeds um, where else did he manage Tom he's done it early doors with them all and then the test was the, was was the game last night for me I thought if they go and beat Middlesbrough which is yeah. his old club things are said in the press things are said amongst ourselves and all of a sudden a bit of belief and a bit of confidence comes back in and we start thinking right. ooh well, I tell you what something mm, I like his training uh, but all of a sudden I, I Same think, old story, bang. I think it'd be scrappy again. The only exception is if Zahora suddenly fires with a hat trick or something like that. But I think I don't think Cardiff are going to blow teams away. I don't think that sort of side. I, I think I, I think, think it might be a scrappy one. I now. think they can. Yeah. I think they, I think they can. I think whereas Barnsley was a scrappy one, I think Warnock be saying, "Listen, we've got loads of tough games to come. This is the game you want to put in a real performance, a real professional winning display." And not trying, not just scrape past people like they sort of have been doing. So I think Cardiff will win by two or three. I, I think maybe three one, yeah, three nil. I'd agree with that. And I think, I think, looking at someone like Mendes, he's got to come back sooner or later. And yeah, him he was like only inches away, post, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That will give him confidence, though. Even that, do you know what I mean? You know, if it goes over the bar, skies into the rosette, and everyone goes, oh, he's. Uh, he's but they, oh, it was an unlucky great strike and it was a great strike I think someone like him if he can come back and I would say round about now he's had a period where he's probably psychologically said to himself right enough's enough I need to get back into gear you know what I mean because there's no one going to do it for him you know no matter what the manager says or does it's not going to give you confidence all the managers will tell you if they can bottle confidence and sell it They'd be living on a different planet if they wished, because they'd be the richest people in the world. They once got about as close to it as uh, as anyone. He in the does, championship. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am expecting people who we've kind of forgotten about to come back. Yeah, I feel better for your predictions, you two, but I'll stand by. I think I don't think Cardiff will blow teams away at this stage now. There's too mm. many injuries. There's too much. They've been given too much of a running run around by Barnsley. We one, shall see. One at best. We shall see. Well, thank you both for your contributions today. Remember, you can get in touch with the podcast by tweeting us at Cardiff City Live. Uh, you can also email me as well. I'll leave that address on the article. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen on Wales Online. Right, that's all of it for this week. We'll be back for another one of these after the Brentford game next week. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.